in three, two, one. Hello, viewer, not really, listener. Welcome to Random.com, the first episode of this lovely monstrosity of a podcast. Um, it's, it'll be fun. Okay, basically I'm going to give you a rundown of what Random.com is. Random.com is a podcast where every episode we have three or four different topics that we talk about, and then they're, they're completely random. Um, we'll usually give you the list of topics ahead of time, and then talk into them. Uh, there's guests, there's people, none of them are famous, they're just my friends being dipshits. So, welcome to Random.com, the podcast. On today's episode, our topics are trading card games, yes, already starting off with a bunch of nerdy crap, high school, and how to hallucinate without drugs. This will be interesting. We draw these topics out of a hat. So, this will be interesting. First topic we're going to go into is... I roll a dice and I figure out what topic we're going into first, so... You can already tell this is pretty poorly made. First topic we'll be going into is trading card games. How interesting. <laughs> so, um, trading card games, if you don't know what that is, it uh, TCG or a trading card game is a game like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, where people get together, they buy cards, they put the cards together to make what's called a deck, which is a playable version of those cards that have combos and strategies that you can put with them to, well, basically, either duke it out or, you know, it's usually to kill each other, or in some card games, it's not. Um, I don't really know what I'm supposed to talk about in terms of trading card games. Okay, my producer is telling me to talk about the differences between trading card games, so I guess I'm just going to do that. Uh, basically, there, there's several different types of trading card games. The most common, like three trading card games out there right now, are uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and Magic the Gathering. Everyone knows what Magic the Gathering is. Um, if you don't, because you live under a rock, Magic the Gathering is a game where... Two planeswalkers, aka fancy sorcerers, battle each other in a game of summoning monsters and creatures to fight for them, having artifacts to power them up, casting spells. It's pretty fun. I've played a few games of it. It's never really been my cup of tea, but I think it's worth a shot if you haven't ever played it. Um, it is quite addicting, I would say, if you do get into it. There are several different modes in Magic the Gathering. As, instead of easy, medium, and hard, the modes in this, unlike a video game, are Commander, Standard, Modern, and Oathbreaker. Correct me if I'm missing any. And basically, Standard or Modern. Standard is, you know, it's a 60-card deck of different cards. You can have maximum of four of the same cards, excluding some cards, which are special, and say you can have more or less. And you fight each other, you have 20 health, and the goal is to deal 20 damage to the other person, and kill them. Uh, not in real life, I mean, if it was, then I would be playing it, but you don't get to kill them in real life. Basically what you do is you play enough cards and you do enough damage, and they block some. So if you deal 5 and they have another creature, they can block it and say, okay, you only deal me 2. And then only end up dealing you 2 damage. 
something like that. You never know. Uh, like I said, I've only played it a few times. It's a fairly interesting game. It's got a good concept. And uh, it just it never sparked a super interest in me because every time I'd play it, I'd play against a bunch of people who knew what they were doing and had been playing for years, and they just gave me a deck that said, hey, this is really good. Figure it out. Since I don't know the strategies of that deck, me just going, looking at the cards and going, okay, that does that, and I know that's good. I'm going to play it. And then it not being as good because you can't combine it with the other cards you're supposed to. Uh, most of the time, all of these games are about strategy. They're about trying to defeat your opponent in a almost epic fist fight. Almost an epic anime fist fight or something like that. Where instead of just punching and kicking each other or fighting with swords, you're summoning monsters... Or, like in the Pokemon one, you're throwing balls at each other that monsters pop out of than to slaughter each other. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Yu-Gi-Oh! is fairly similar, except you play down a card, and, hey, a monster popped out. Woohoo. And uh, if you're lucky in the game Yu-Gi-Oh!, you might be half-demon-possessed and be able to make more monsters a lot quicker. So, that's kind of part of that feel I guess I don't know but uh I, I prefer not to play any of those card games one card game that I play that's fairly local to my area and even here not a lot of people play it um it's one card game that me and my mother do enjoy to play though uh, I've gotten her into the addiction of trading card games it is called Lightseekers it is a free mobile game not sponsored if you'd like to play it and it's very 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 interesting um I have to say it sparked my interest uh, when I first seen it, and any card you get in real life, if you play the actual physical TCG, you can scan that card and bring it into your virtual game, so that way you can, as a person, have the same deck you do on your mobile phone as you do in real life. Uh, I actually recently invested quite uh, quite a lump sum of money end of that game, buying a bunch of booster packs and things like that. And Light Seekers has a very similar premise to Magic, in which it's two players duking it out. And in Magic, each player has 20 health and only does this, but in Light Seekers, it's different. Your heroes have different abilities, and there's like tons and tons of different heroes. I think there's three dozen different heroes, and there's different factions. There's Dread, which is the equivalent of Death. There's nature, which is pretty fucking self-explanatory. There's tech, also pretty self-explanatory. Water, if you don't get that, I'm going to slap you. And there's mountain, and mountain usually does a lot of stuff with volcanic eruptions and fire and stuff like that. I personally play dread because, you know, I'm emo. What else am I supposed to do? Play astral? I forgot to say astral. Astral is like angels and shit. I don't play astral. It's angels. I like to play with demons. They're funny. Anyway, you I recently invested a lump sum into this game, uh, buying booster packs at my local game store, because uh, I'd recently gotten a bigger paycheck than usual at my job. So, in this lump sum of money, I've got, v like, a bunch of cards that I could use, probably around 30, 
which if you think about it, isn't a lot because I bought 200 plus cards, but we're just not going to talk about that. And we're going to say that, you know, the two really rare cards that I got were worth it. They weren't worth it at all. Anyway, um, and what I did was I, uh, recent, I put these together and you make what's called a deck. You have a deck of 30 cards. Uh, cards can include buff cards to buff up your players, attack cards to attack the opponent, and defend cards to defend from attacks or heal yourself. With these, with these cards, you get five special cards, making it a deck of total 35 cards called combo cards. To play a combo card, you have to sacrifice several other cards to play a combo card. You can sacrifice other combo cards to play a combo card. I'm sounding really boring at this point, and it's honestly kind of hysterical to me. And since you sacrifice cards to play said combo cards, combo cards must be a lot more powerful than normal cards. A normal card may deal 5-6 damage. A combo card may deal 13-14 damage. For example, I have a combo card that after I sacrifice cards to play out the combo card, I'm allowed to sacrifice three more cards of the category Death to make it do 18 damage, which is a lot, because the maximum health that I've seen on a card uh, on a hero is 35. So that's quite a lot of health. And I have a card called Mimicking Horror. This mimics any current effect on a buff card. It is considered a buff card. So I'm Mimicking Horror, and then it becomes 33, or 32. That's 32 damage, and that kills... basically everyone uh, you know it might not kill everyone when you can get because there's some points in the game where you can get up to 40 50 health if you heal up enough because just because it says healing even if you're at the beginning of the game and you've taken no damage when you heal yourself you have no maximum limit theoretically you could play a deck that had very few attack cards but could replicate those attack cards and had nothing but healing to get Stacks on stacks on stacks of healing. The game is deceptively simple, and it's very diverse once you look on the inside. Recently, I was playing a game, and I was able to turn several cards around. And it was honestly hilarious to see my opponent's face go from you have two actions a turn to me having five actions in that turn, and then saying I do 18 damage times 2, 32 damage, you have 20 health left, go fuck yourself. It's very interesting to see your opponent go from, I've got this guy in the back because I had two health left and I was going to die the next turn if he did anything. So when I played that combo out and he had 20 health left, the look on his face was absolutely priceless. Anyway, as I might add, the game is fairly PG. There's several cards in there like Ritual of Sacrifice, but even that card doesn't have any artwork that's sacrificing something on top of a pentagram. If it did, I'd be much more interested in the game than I already am, but unfortunately it doesn't. Um, And the game itself, I have to say, it's one of those games where you can try it, but I don't recommend you try it through the mobile app. Because the mobile app, the tutorial takes you through is absolute bull. Um... It doesn't, it teaches you the game, but it teaches it to you in the most boring way possible. And I was at PAX when they debuted this game, 
It was very interesting. And okay, switch to okay. More producers telling me to switch topics. So I'm gonna switch topics. Okay, what was okay? High school or hallucinating without drugs? Let's see what topic I switch to now. Hallucinating without drugs. Way to go, guys. Okay, you want to hallucinate without drugs? I actually know how. I do it fairly often, and it's fairly fun. Take in a nice pair of headphones. Doesn't have to be, but at least be in a place where it's quiet enough to where those headphones are the only thing you hear. Put on white noise. Usually TV static is, in my opinion, the easiest to find. Uh, TV static, water, like rushing water. Be careful with that one. It might make you take a piss. Um, or even just like waves over and over again. Um, basically, white noise is a repeated sound. So static is usually the best. Uh, then completely blind yourself, but keep your eyes open. So don't just close your eyes and put your hand over it so you can't see any light reflecting through. Uh, one thing I did is I took a pair of sunglasses that would fit to my face to where I couldn't see out of the corners of it. And I put black paint over it. Now when I put those on, I can't see anything at all. There's no light shining through the black paint, and there's no light shining through the crevices uh, between my face and the glasses because there is none, which is pretty nice. So you go completely blind. Um, I would put on some white noise, lay down, stay as still as possible, have a constant steady breathing, and keep your eyes open. And it causes, and do that for about an hour hour and a half, and the hallucinations are quite enjoyable. It usually starts out with the last light you saw before putting on those, so maybe the ceiling fan light starts to reflect and starts to move around a bit in your face. Things from around you that you still cannot see start to move, and you usually get this fairly interesting black and yellow white light show of a bunch of different just lights from nowhere. Um, kind of moving around in weird ways. Uh, for me, it's been a lot of waves mixed with zigzags. It's been fairly interesting to watch because it's something you don't see often. Um, then, uh, usually after that, it'll start taking different colors into that. So any color you can imagine, you know, different things can kind of blend together to make these weird colors that you can't really conceive um, most of them end up being a teal green color, and for about a little bit of that, you fade into a bunch of teal green things. And I'm, t I'm speaking from my own personal experiences here, which I've done this upwards of 10 times. <laughs> and you get these kind of, once you get this kind of teal gray green color, you go, you, that's usually when legitimate hallucinating starts. Now, this part, when this part starts is usually when I go, whoa, what's happening? And when my brain starts thinking about that, it stops. So what I've done to stop this is focus on the white noise. Focus on the static that you can only hear. And usually it's not as much auditory hallucinations, although I have experienced a few of those, such as someone yelling at me from downstairs in my house and being like, hey, does someone yell at me? And they'd be like, no, no one's home. You live alone, you sad sack piece of shit and you know that kind of thing to visual hallucinations to the point where I started seeing 
like classrooms of school. I started seeing sites that I work on because I'm a carpenter, um, and like places where I've installed cabinets and such. Uh, it's very, very interesting. I, I honestly really enjoy it. Um, once you get to this point, it usually kind of goes for a little bit. It goes, and you can honestly sit like this until you can't sli- sit like that anymore because you either fall asleep or get too hungry. And just these waves of hallucinations will start to flood you. Remember to keep your eyes open. Don't close them. Basically what it's doing, it's creating the same effect. That if you look at a light, like look directly at a light for a few seconds, don't do it to the sun, please. Close your eyes and then kind of press against your eyes while they're closed a little bit. How you kind of start to see little bits of light. It does that, but slower, I would say. And instead of just being some, you know, just the light that you just saw, it moves around and it starts to just create this almost firework type light show in front of you. That's very relaxing and very, you know, soothing. One thing that I've done is put a neck pillow behind me uh, while I laid on the futon, uh, warmed it up so that way it was a bit more comforting. I propped my feet up a tiny bit to make it almost like a relaxation, like I'm at a spa or something like that. And then I put three of uh, fans that I have. Two of them were just like desk fans, and one of them was a box fan. And putting them on me at different directions, um, almost in a Y shape by my body, and the air cooling me down and me not moving and staying still for about two hours. And that's when I experienced the best kind of illusions, I would say. Um, I actually remember it very, very vividly. Um, Before, after the light shows and such, I remember being, it wasn't like I was conscious, like, oh, I can walk around and do these things while I'm here. It was like things were just happening and I was just watching. And I was watching myself um, building one of the cabinets that I was working on. Uh, one that was already pre-painted and that I had already finished in real life, but in the, I wouldn't say dream, but dream actually does sound like a very good word for it, except you're not asleep. So in this daydream kind of thing, uh, I hadn't gotten finished and I remember the measures of it, 29 and one third inches, 27 and, give me a second, one third inches. And it was a nice cabinet. That was a dimension of the uh, cabinet door. Um, and basically, we were building that. We were putting on the hinges of the door. And then I noticed I had put on seven hinges. That's way too much. You put on two and you're done. So I put on seven hinges and they were all lined up against the wall. So like this door was like insanely hard to open, which realistically, that wouldn't be right. You know? Seven hinges, it should open just as much as it normally does. It's just a little bit more tension. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to be like, oh, fuck, I can't open this like it was. So as I'm watching myself do this, I can't logically go, oh, okay, why don't I just like unscrew the hinges? No, I watch myself pull the door off completely, uh, like breaking it in half uh, from the thing and throw throw away the cabinet and start building a new one. And... That's when I had uh, the static set to where the TV static, the white noise to go for two hours 
and the two-hour timer had gone up. So I decided to stop and kind of just, just you know, wake up, get a little bit. I wouldn't say wake up, but wake up does sound like a good term for it because once you're done, you feel like you just got up from a nice little nap. You feel more energized, but also more relaxed. You feel like, I'm ready to do this, but at the same time, I could just watch anime on the couch and not do anything at all. And that's kind of half the experience of it. Um, One thing I noticed is, like, afterwards, maybe playing some very calm, soft music. That helps a lot, too. Don't play your death metal just yet. And uh, another thing that I noticed helps was when I play, like, my guitar and play just some nice little jazz-type riffs that kind of just, they're soothing and you don't have to think too much, just kind of maybe doing some light coloring afterwards. Kind of helps with the calming down, relaxation kind of thing. One thing that I haven't tried but I think would be fun to do is to do this in the bath. Um, You know, maybe put in the white noise instead of in earphones to put them on a speaker in the bathroom and to put on those goggles or a sleep mask even. uh, As long as you open your eyes and you see pitch black, Then just kind of lay down in maybe a hot bath. Maybe even turn on the... I know uh, at my house, um, there is a... uh, The bath is right next to a glass shower. So there's like the glass, typical rectangle shower. You have the bath, so you have the bath and you would lay in the bath. And then I would turn on the shower. And it would turn on the shower as hot as it could go. It would make this hot, steamy, and it would become like a sauna. Close all the doors to it, and it would become like a sauna in that bathroom. And I think that would be honestly very enjoyable, and I'll probably try that very soon. Um, Now it's time to switch on to the next topic, which is high school. High school is... I don't know what to say, because high school's got a lot of stuff behind it. I'm going to talk about my high school experiences, um, because that's what I know. Uh, High school experiences for me... Were a, I was a huge nerd in high school. I still am. I still keep in contact with a lot of the people I went to high school with, with most of them, actually. And um, we were huge D&D nerds. We went to this high school that was very loose. It had about 200 students, and it was a public school. It was government-funded, but it wasn't like, oh, if you're zoned here, you get to go here. It was a, you have to apply here, and we might accept you. I was accepted, and I spent all four years of high school there and ended up getting 22 hours of college credit at that high school, which is the equivalent of about a year of college, if you don't know. About a year and a half, actually. So in other words, nice bit of college done before I even got out of high school. Uh, But I had to take college courses since freshman year. Uh, And there was like no slacking off. It was stressful, but at the same time, during lunch, we had an hour-long lunch period. We'd finish eating within 15 minutes, and we would play Dungeons and Dragons, and we would, uh, I was most of the time a player, uh, Feodric Hasner uh, was his name, he survived three years during my senior year, um, he died while trying to save, he was a warlock, uh, died while trying to save his demon friend, and it was a very sad moment for me, um, and I was, yes, I, I cried, guys, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> no, anyway, He was very, uh, it was a very sad day. And then the last bit I spent playing with a character named Emroth. 
who just kind of was a ranger and was like, my best friend died. I'm going to shoot a bird for no reason and mope around like Batman. You know, the, you know, the character I'd played before that Phaedric was basically Thor, a god. And the next character I played was Batman, AKA a guy in a costume with a sore throat, you know, not much to do. <laughs> Especially when everyone else in the party's level 13, 14, 15, and you're level 1 going, I'm going to shoot a bird and mope around. That kind of thing. It was, it was still really fun, though. And I remember all the great times that I had playing D&D at the table. Um, one game that we played a lot during high school was Magic. Uh, again, like I said, I didn't actually own a deck. I'd always borrow someone's. We also played Yu-Gi-Oh! quite a bit. Uh, a few kids I knew played Yu-Gi-Oh. Most of the time it was D&D. And then me and another friend had a study hall period together. And during that period, we really got to know each other, and I consider them my best friend to this day. Um, high school was a very good experience for me. Um, I wasn't bullied because I was in a 200-person school, so someone bullied me. Everyone knew it, and everyone, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You were a popular kid at that school because it was 200 people. You had the same teacher for science as you did when you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Same science teacher just teaching different stuff to you. And it was the same throughout all of high school. Same teachers, same everything. You think that'd get boring, but honestly, it wasn't. I really liked it. I liked the teachers. I liked everyone that was there. They were all very nice people. Uh, most of them were emo. So, you know, that's what happened. <laughs> you know, emo, pentagram, drawing... Uh, you know, Mike Mook romance t-shirt wearing, um, they were all just very, I don't know, it was, it was kind of funny, like, you know, some days they would come to school and they'd have, like, nails painted wearing a ring with a pentagram on it, and black eyeshadow, Mike Mook romance, or Slipknot shirt, ripped jeans, freaking cuts on their arms, and, like, those black you know, tough boots that they wear, you know, like the lace up boots. The next day they'd come to school with like, and it was, it was hilarious. Cause like one of my friends was, uh, bisexual. So they would like, they were super into pride and everything like that. Some days they'd come to school, like the, you know, like I just described. And then other days they'd come to school and they had this shirt and it was a rainbow. And on the back of it, it had a black equal sign and said, we are all equal. And it was a pride shirt. And it was hilarious because seeing her in that and then with like some short shorts or something was absolutely hilarious because it was from dark goth gonna die person to happy over extensive, uh, you know, millennial. And it was kind of funny. Uh, at least I thought it was funny anyway. Uh, high school, I think even if, if you're going through high school now, if you're about to go into high school, if you've been through high school, a word of advice is that none of it matters. High school is like the pre-version of life. You can screw up majorly here. You can fail a grade. Oh no, it sucks. You're going to break up, you're going to get in, you're going to fall in love, you're going to break up and it's going to suck. If you feel like lying on the couch and eating a tub of ice cream after a breakup, do it. Just don't self-harm and don't try to kill yourself, okay? It's stupid. It's not worth it. Because in a few months, you'll have moved on, and guess what? By the 
beginning of your next year of high school, if it even takes that long, you'll have a crush on someone else and you'll have someone else. Because a lot of what high school is, is a bunch of drama. And that's coming from me who went to a high school, 200 people. I couldn't imagine the drama at a school, which is like a thousand people. Because I know there was one, that was a school that was going to have to go to. It had like 1500 people and it was a high school. And I was like, I'm going to apply for this school because it does animation. And that's what I wanted to do for a living at the time. So I applied for that school and, or the school that I went to and I got accepted. And then the uh, school that I was supposed to go to that had 1500 students, um, you know, it was like a miracle that I didn't have to go there. Uh, anyway, it was, uh, just remember these things about high school. If you're about to go into high school, if you're going through high school. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, you'll get over it. They'll get over it. And honestly, everything is going to be quite all right because it's just high school. You're going to move on once you get into college. If you go to college, I didn't go to college and I just, you know, took a year's worth of college credits stuff in high school for no reason. <clears throat> I just cried a little bit there. Sorry about that. Um, and go straight into a job, you'll realize it doesn't really matter, and then you'll move on into your adult life, get an apartment like I had, and I live with my parents again. <laughs> um, and just kind of, you get a job, and you kind of move on from everything. And you realize, high school was fun. From all the drama, the highs and the lows, what you consider the lows right now in high school of, oh crap, my girlfriend slash boyfriend slash it friend just broke up with me, I can't take it anymore. When you get to be an adult, you'll be like, that was freaking fun. Can I do it again? But then you can't because that'd be considered pedophilia. So you don't, I hope. Just don't try to re-experience. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that'll conclude our episode today of the random.com podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, remember, um, there are three things that matter in life. Uh, called the Trinity, love, equality, and brotherhood. If you treat everyone with these things, if you love everyone, if you make everyone equal, no one is different from one another, no matter how different they may be. They all should be treated equal. And no matter what, treat people like brothers. If you wouldn't, if you wouldn't yell at your brother for creasing your magic, okay, you probably would yell at your brother for creasing your magic card, but it doesn't matter. Just brotherhood and equality and love. And thank you that for listening to the Random.com podcast. Uh, I will see you on the next episode. Just kidding, I won't see you. I'm not God.